This is the Horse Radio Network. I'm Stacy Westfall, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, the Western Dressage episode. This is episode 585 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Coming up on today's show, I talk with Diney Swanson about world show entries, Kristen Whitaker about entering online shows, and Patty Carter about Western Dressage at the AQHA World Show. I have Diney Swanson with me again from the Western Dressage Association of America, and we are going to continue discussing the WDAA World Show, which is currently in the entry phase. Is that correct? Yep. And I was going to ask you if you had entered yet. I'm going to enter, but I'm doing my famous, like, I love that there's this uh, window, like from the 14th to the 28th, because it's really funny. If you're watching me at home, I'm like riding, riding patterns, riding tests, uh, you know, looking at what I'm, I'm I'm like, I'm overthinking. That's what I'm doing. That should be pretty common right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So I'm busy overthinking, but I have definitely decided I'm going to go ahead and enter all three of my horses, which I never would have guessed that. If you'd quizzed me two months ago, I would have said, no way, no how am I entering three horses, which two months ago, I would have probably been thinking I was still maybe driving to Oklahoma. And that would have played a part in it because, for example, my young horse that's only four. I did not have the idea of showing him in my mind at all. And it was actually my husband who said, well, if it's going to be online, why don't you show Presto? And I was like, what? I didn't even think of that. So it's kind of cool because I'm getting to experience the side of it where it's like it's making things possible that I wouldn't have considered before, which is super cool. And we are hearing that from a lot of people. Yeah. And then really my second, my my other horse that I'm kind of surprised I'm taking is the horse I I won two classes with down there last year. So it kind of seems like it would have been obvious that she would have gone. But in June, she got a abscess, and that's not usually a big deal, but this one turned into like a blind quarter crack. So it was like an abscess, and then it went away, but then she had these vague random like steps that she would take, and then she'd be off for a couple days, and then she'd be fine. And after that happened a couple times, I went to the vet, And he dug it all the way up to like the cornet band, like crazy high. And I was like, well, that's ugly. So if I had been having to make the decision about driving to Oklahoma, I wouldn't have risked it. She's Uh in a rehab phase. Like she's, so she's allowed to do work, but she's, but I wouldn't have put her in the trailer and gone all the way, but I don't have to now. Now I can enter from home. So again, like now I've got horse number two that I'm like, (laughs) surprised I'm entering. And then I have Willow, who's been my little rock. So of course she's going to enter. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. We're, we're hearing a lot of it uh, from people that, you know, with older horses that they just don't want to truck halfway across the country. Um, people that, you know, have no way to uh, haul their horses. Um, it's just, it's wonderful. Uh, the reception we're getting and the new people that we're bringing in. Mm. And and people that are just trying it for the first time. Now, remind me. So, like, my young horse that's never been shown, does he need to have some record with the WDAA? Does he need, like, a horse? No. No. 
Nope. So, only if you want to participate in the points program. Okay. Very cool. I couldn't remember because I did sign the other, that must be what I signed the other two up for the points program. So I was having a vague recollection <laughs> that something was needed, but apparently it's not needed. It was optional. So that's even better. That's cool. Yep. Very good. good. Yeah. And so then basically I haven't actually looked at it. I had just pulled it up before we jumped on the line. I love your how to enter the online show page that you created because it's got um, all, all these steps, including how to do the YouTube video, which is brilliant. Yep. And so basically uh, I'm definitely going to actually watch this video that you have on here about the recording of the test because I haven't gotten that far yet because obviously I haven't even picked my classes. I just know I'm entering. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So what else would I need to look for? I need to look for the the video the video rules. And then I do think I saw this. My basic level horse actually they want that recorded in a small arena. Is that true? Correct. Okay. Small arena for basic and intro. Okay. Intro and basic. Yep. Um, that's the way we do it at the world show. Okay. Okay. So it's just some little things like that, but it seems like it's pretty much laid out there. Yeah. Just, just go on to, I, I wouldn't Google, you know, enter WDA world show. I please go to our, a world show website first mm-hmm. uh, because then you, you get the whole package. Um, www.wdaaworldshow.org mm-hmm. and you can get there from our main website. Um, and the how to enter the online show, all of these videos are, are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you check out the guidelines. Um, number two is the guidelines for uh, video recording the tests, mm-hmm. and that's essential to follow all of those little rules. Because anything that uh, is not following the rules will be rejected, and you'll have a a very short window to uh, resubmit a video if you have time. Mm-hmm. Because video submissions are from October first to the nineteenth. I like the open time frame too, which I'm actually, I think my, I have, this will be my very first virtual show to enter. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done any before this. So it's, but I love that there is this entry period, which is actually kind of similar to entering a regular show. But the idea that there's a video submission period is kind of an interesting, interesting new twist to horse showing. And then I think it's even more interesting that in phase three, you know, that there's this judging time period and, you know, mentioned last time that there'd be this live scoring. So this is going to be really fun to see this kind of play out. And yeah, I'm looking forward at the end of it. I really, really want the statistics on people from other countries that enter. Yes, we've got, we've got uh, Canada, of course, and we've got, I know of Australia and uh, Sweden. That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's really fun. It is. Now, is there going to be any way to see the videos or is that going to be kind of up to each individual participant like myself? If I make a YouTube video and submit it to WDAA to be judged, it would then also be kind of up to me to share it on the web somewhere or is there going to be any kind of way to see people's rides? Not during the show. Okay. 
after the show, we will edit together the first, the uh, top 10 from every division. Okay. Uh, and then make those public and okay. viewable. But it's it's just, it would be too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to put, we've got over 1,100 rides already. Wow. Or oh, 1,100, <laughs> 1,100 entries already. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that would be hard to <laughs> provide those <laughs> in any yeah. sort of order. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll package them so people can see them. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that is awesome. Do you have anything else to add? Or we pretty much uh, got that all kind of covered. Go over to the World Show uh, uh, website and look at how to enter the online show and Absolutely. And also, um, all members will be receiving uh, our WDA newsletter in the next day or two. And that will have quite a bit of information, um, just kind of answering some questions that people have had mm. through the process. Yep. Very good. Well, thanks again for all this hard work getting this uh, turned into a virtual show for this very unusual year of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to seeing how this uh, wraps up. So thanks again for joining me. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. We would like to welcome ProStride as a brand new title sponsor for the Dressage Radio Show, including the Western Dressage episode. ProStride is the all-natural solution for lameness. It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStride can be completed stall-side by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your veterinarian about ProStride. Learn more at pro-stride.com. That's pro-stride.com. Joining me for this segment, I have Patty Carter, who is the Senior Director of Judges from the American Quarter Horse Association. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Stacy, for having me. I am so excited to have the opportunity to come and share the, the good news about having dressage and Western dressage at this year's 2020 AQHA Farnham World Championship show in November. I was so excited when I heard about that. Last year, I heard a rumor that Western dressage was going to become an AQHA pointed class, and that happened. And now I'm learning that it's going to be at the World Show. So I'm curious, can you tell me more about it making an appearance at the World Show this year? Absolutely. So it officially became came on the books this year in June as a new class, the Western Dressage. And uh, we've worked really closely with WDAA, have a, an excellent alliance with them. And because we had several other new classes adopted by AQHA this year, they were being introduced to, at the World Show as stakes classes. So Consequently, because Western Dressage was new in AQHA's roster of classes, we were able to get the stakes class added in. And of course, we couldn't do Western without doing the traditional dressage. So we have, uh, we have gotten two days of a jammed, packed schedule dedicated to 
dressage and Western dressage. And um, I don't know, those of you probably don't know, we had to uh, postpone our select world championship show. We're moving it into the world show in November. So we actually have our level one championship show, select Adequan select world championship show, Adequan level two and Farnham level three, all at one place this year in Oklahoma City from November 2nd to the 21st. Wow. And yeah, so we're really excited. We were able to get the last the last two days. Um, and we, uh, so it's going to be a stakes class. And if every, everything goes well, it will become a world championship class. Now, what is a stakes class? Okay, so it's, uh, it's similar to an exhibition class and will be held for new uh, events new to AQHA, allowing participating exhibitors to compete at the world show and allowing horsemen that are unfamiliar with the event to see them up close and personal. Now, one thing that I get, because I've, I come mainly from the reigning world, one thing that people are generally interested about is that in a, in a lot of the dressage, there is not a payout in in the dressage world, but there is a lot of times in the reigning world. Is there some kind of a jackpot type thing going on with this dressage and Western dressage also? A- absolutely. Every horse that's entered will get an AQHA World Show jacket. We have uh, buckles for first place, trophies to third, ribbons to 10th, and then 65% of the entry fee will go into a payback. Mm. And on top of that, we have an optional uh, uh, option to enter a cash jackpot on top of that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So there is, just to be clear, there is money payback at this show for traditional or classical dressage, as well as for Western dressage, which is a really pretty cool option there too. And of course the jackets and the buckles and all that stuff is, 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 is great too. So. And and we have, we have educational opportunities. We have what we call the ride, the pattern series put on by AQHA professional horsemen. That is a fundraiser for our crisis fund. And Lynn Palm is going to come in and do a uh, dressage, uh, classical dressage, Western dressage, ride the pattern for the exhibitors. And it's, you know, just talking about pattern layout. It's not really a clinic format, but it's an informational, um, uh, educational time that people can ask questions and she'll talk about pattern layout. So it's, it's really exciting that she's come on to support us. Yes, that is. That's awesome. Lynn has been a great ambassador. So that, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that is continuing. So how how are the classes going to work? Because I know that at the end, you're kind of coming up with like one winner. Is that correct? Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to run one class for classical dressage, one class for Western dressage, and we're doing a handicapping system that has been modeled successfully by other United States dressage groups in a similar situation. So this handicap offers a small boost in score for riders attempting more difficult tests. The boosts range from in dressage approximately 1.1% for first level to 6.7% for Grand Prix. And in Western dressage, 1.5% for level one to 2.9% for level four. The points will be added to the rider's raw score, and then a percentage will be calculated 
the class will be placed based upon the percentage. And we wanted to make sure we covered all aspects. Uh, we, we were able to offer all levels and um, with support from the dressage communities, we'll be able to expand this program uh, next year and be able to split out the levels and uh, possibly even put it in front of the show where we can have crossover entries in the ranch riding. Most of our cattle stuff is at the beginning of the horse show. But if we could get dressage at the front of the world show, people could stay over and cross enter in the, in the ranch riding, but it's contingent on people coming out and supporting the, the initiatives that all these groups have been doing to champion dressage and Western dressage into the world show. Yeah, that that's that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting system. I think they use that at the Pony Cup or some uh, some of those shows. I think they use that handicapping system. That's and absolutely it, right. Yeah, and it sounds like it's worked before, and and it actually is kind of a unique way to do it because of the way that it would level it. So that will be fun to see how that plays out. And I'm I was very excited to show in July and earn points in, you know, traditional dressage before that. And now in um, Western dressage on my quarter horse. And so now I have a new thing to put on my list, which is competing at the world show. So it's awesome. So yes, if someone wants to learn more about this, where can they go to find out more? People can find information. Our dressage coordinator is Stasia Gray. Her website is horse show consulting. You can also go to aqha.com slash world show. Entries are due October 15th. We have a really super easy online entry form and you'll find all kinds of information FAQs on there. Very good. Well, I will put links to all of those that you just mentioned in the show notes so people can find them in case they were driving and, and didn't get a chance to write them down. And thank you again for joining me, Patty. And yes, I'm excited. I know. And it's such an honor to have the opportunity to work with you tonight. I mean, it's just great. It's, it's made my week. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks You're again. You're one of my heroes. Oh. Okay. Thank you. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissues. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. With me for the trainer's tip segment, I have Kristen Whitaker from Whit Acres in Massachusetts. And I met Kristen last year at the Western Dressage World Show in Oklahoma City. I really want your chaps, your chinks still. They were gorgeous. <laughs> Kristen is a clinician, instructor, and trainer. She's had multiple top 10 finishes at the World Show, and she won the third level division belt buckle. So that's amazing. And she's here to guide us through entering virtual shows. So thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. Well, before we jump in to um, entering the shows and, and get, me getting some tips because I have not actually done a virtual show yet, I would love for the listeners to learn a little bit more about your background. So could you tell me a little bit about where you come from before we jump into, I'm going to drop one number, the 110 tests you'll be filming in the next few weeks? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, let, that's probably the easier thing is to talk and tell you about myself rather than how I'm going to manage all the logistics of that. Um, <laughs> I'll try to keep it brief. Um, there's a little bit of history I think you should know because I think it's important for the listeners to understand where your clinicians and trainers come from. Mm -hmm. But I basically started, I didn't start riding until I was 11. I very quickly got into the Arabian circuit in Canada and United States and competed on a regional and national level and loved it. And then I burnt out at one point and said, okay, all my ponies are going to go in the backyard. And, and I went to school for marketing and I worked for a veterinary practice and ran uh, the practice. And so I went about 10 years without even stepping foot in a start. Mm. And it wasn't until I got back into it and I went to a Jack Brainerd clinic about 10 or 12 years ago. And it was really my first introduction to horsemanship, you know, where you know what it's like to come from the show side of things. Mm -hmm. um, it, it totally changed my perspective of um, what a horse means to me. And so it was the first time I really realized that that communication, more than just hitting the show ring and being ready, it was the ability to take a foot any place, any time and move it where you wanted it. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the beginning of when then I heard about Western dressage and said, well, geez, this sounds like something that really speaks to me. Um, and I was able to take that horsemanship along with my previous show experience and my very competitive nature and uh, enter into a world that has been extremely rewarding for me. And on top of that, like you said, uh, you loved my chinks. I, you get to stay in like a great pair of jeans and cowboy <laughs> boots and, you know, your, your hat and um, you get put your chinks on and bling if you want. And that's all super cool. So I definitely would have voted you like best dressed, like, <laughs> you, like you were really decked out and it was awesome. I love the photo that they use now. That was a quarter horse you were riding in that photo, correct? Yes, that's Lonesome Sadie. Sadie has been a really big namesake for me. Uh, and she came from an auction barn. Actually, all of my horses have. Um, and the horse that my niece Haley competes on and the horse that my daughter Riley has been competing on, we have all these horses that are kind of diamond in the rough type horses that I happen to find along the way and really carve something super cool out of them. For me, that, that completes the journey. And I think one of the nicest things 
about it is then you put the the best dressed award on it. Um, and I've heard a number of judges or and competitors say to me that they always know when it's a Whit Acres um, student or rider that's in the ring, and that's that's extremely extremely nice for me to hear. That is that's awesome. Okay, so let's transition into. I, I, I want two things. So personally, I love doing this podcast because I get to get advice on things that I'm in the middle of learning, and I am totally confessing I've never entered an online horse show. So entering the Western Dressage World Show online will be my first online horse show. You have experience in online horse show entries and whatever you lack for experience, you're about to totally get covered up with videotaping 110 or wait, did you say 114 actually? Yeah, we're over 110. I'm going to stop counting because I, <laughs> I haven't, you know, we, we did some rides today. Uh, we've been prepping and getting ready and making sure that visibility is good for the, the camera and all this stuff. And um, it, I almost, I have to be honest I almost think this is harder than packing up my six horse trailer and driving all the way to Oklahoma from Massachusetts uh, because there's just a lot of different timing and planning and logistics that go into it. And I have a great set of clients that understand that my facility is being used for this, but you don't always think about all of uh, how that factors in. So yes, so online, so virtual showing, um, virtual showing was new to me until this year. I miss actual live showing. (laughs) I I will be very happy to go back to it. Um, I don't know if I miss all the travel. I do like, I'm I'm a homebody and we have 40 acres on my horse farm and it's supported by my entire family. My parents work on it with me. Um, My dad's 82 and just retired a couple of years ago. And now he says he works harder now than he ever did. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it, it, uh, my son helps in the afternoon, my daughter's home from school riding, my husband's in law enforcement, and then I drag him home and make him go drag the ring for me. You know, so there's the virtual showing definitely filters into your home life almost mm-hmm. even more than leaving and being away from home. Mm-hmm. So what can I tell you about online showing? Um, it, it is, there's a paperwork perspective which there's paperwork for showing uh, live as well. You need to know your rules, not just your rules uh, for signing up and um, the, the show itself, but you need to know the virtual show rules. So some of them are very specific about whether or not you can zoom in on the camera. Obviously, mm. you need to video from where a judge would be. Um, your camera needs to try to follow that as smoothly, seamlessly, I guess I should say, as possible. Um, so there are my my ring. We had a flip around mid season this year, which let me tell you was kind of mind boggling. Right? Um, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, it was. You know, it, we all went in there and rode like we had never ridden in the ring before. Like it, <laughs> it threw everybody for a loop. Um, so there's some things that you really need to consider when it comes to the online show. As far as signing up, um, I have gone through two different virtual show uh, series this year. We have not signed up for every single one. Um, my family 
and I have signed up for a few. And then I've had clients who have wanted to sign up as well, and they truck into my facility. We do kind of a ride a test type lesson. And then we do a video lesson where now we are quiet and we try to run the take and have it complete and be done. Um, I think that one of the big things for me to get used to, and this is more of an ethical side of things, is you're at home. So you could technically tape and retape and retape. Mm-hmm. Um, my trainer clinician side of me says, and my very competitive show side of me says that your ride should be really good. But that being said, even with our best preparation, sometimes our ride has faults. I am a strong believer that you need to basically put yourself out there as if you're at a show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're looking for judge feedback and you are also looking for your personal best on your scores. You're not necessarily looking for retaking and retaking. So, um, that's something that the show committees aren't able to control. People are mm-hmm. at home, tape, you know, taping themselves, uh, and and we just hope that as a as a society that that has good morals and good values, that people are willing to put their ride out there for the feedback that they now deserve. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting. I think whether it's a spoken or unspoken, it's kind of that qu- question that's hanging out there. And it was interesting because I was giving a virtual lesson to someone in Canada the other day, and she's been entering different shows, but we weren't really on that topic. We were just on the topic of training reining horses. And her question was, you know, how often do you run the pattern? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, we do pieces of the pattern, but we don't do the whole pattern. So I think one of the interesting things about the idea that would come to my mind, like if you run it and then rerun it and rerun it, there is definitely a limit to how many times in a row you can do that and actually have a better outcome because it's quickly going to backfire. Yeah. In like in raining, we don't sit and run the same thing over and over again because, you know, you, you want that balance between the training and that getting shown. So I, it'll be interesting if people do sit at home and, and try over and over again, typically the anticipation level goes up, which can be a whole different ball of wax. If you keep running the same in this case, test, I'm saying pattern because that's the reigning world. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but- and I agree. I agree. And, and I think that, um, you know, you can, I mean, obviously if you have a major, we, we had a ride the other day and there was a major fault in it. And okay. So now I'm behind the video camera. Do I, as a judge, ring a bell and give them an error? I, I mean, I have to be honest. We all just kind of like panicked and I was like, um, let's start over Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, um, I, I didn't follow through either. Like you don't have a judge now giving that kind of feedback and that mm-hmm. kind of guidance to the test. Um, so, you know, I think major errors are different. Um, whereas if you were actually out at the world show and competing and my daughter had an error, uh, at a test last year and the, the judge rang and she regrouped and continued on and still had a fantastic ride. So, you know, that's what happens. You have the guidance of a show, uh, facility committee, um, judges, steward, scribe, you have all of that there at a live event, whereas when you're at home, you don't. And Mm -hmm. so it changes things. 
And I think that the biggest thing I, I'll say to you, because you have yet to start taping, correct? You're correct. I have not yet. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's, I, I'm finding it. I'm surprised. So, so first of all, we'll look at the pros. Um, you're at home. You're, you're in the comfort of your own facility you're, or you're close to home. You might have to truck to another facility, but you're basically in generally familiar surroundings. Uh, there's less travel to it. There's certainly less stress as far as travel. There's, you know, less stress on the horse, less stress on the person for travel. Um, and there's less expenses. So there's at least for someone like me, who's traveling quite away to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly all of that is very comforting. Um, if you forgot something, it's generally nearby. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, the end of the world. What I'm surprised at is the cons of it. And I find it's almost more difficult to really, truly feel prepared in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have found that that's a very uh, interesting experience. And especially for uh, myself, uh, my niece, my daughter, a couple of my clients that ride with me over and over and we we want to know, we don't ride, same as you were saying, we don't ride a whole test, we ride pieces, but we want to know what we're going to feel almost all the time and how we're going to deal with that. Um, in, when you're home, we don't, it, it's, there's almost more pressure to be better. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you go to the show, um, you're, you're on the same playing field with everybody there. Like mm-hmm. you've done your homework, you've done your prep work. You're basically there for better or worse with mm-hmm. every other competitor. So I feel like it's almost a more level playing field. And therefore, if you go in and you were like, well, that wasn't the best ride, but guess what? We're here. We did it. We did well. And that's something to be really proud of. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit more pressure uh, at home to have the very best. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to that, um, you're missing a little bit uh, of the hype um, and, and a little bit of the adrenaline rush. Um, so, you know, you, you, you remember what it was like to be at that show. Yes, I mean, you, yes. You, go and you, go <laughs> you watch and you go and you're, you know, you're bathing your horses and then they're covered in red dirt uh, five minutes <laughs> later. And, you know, uh, everything is covered in red dirt. Um, and, and there's an adrenaline to it. And you kind of just, you, you, that, that feeds the fire. Here, I'm finding that, um, you know, there's other factors. Your everyday life is still there. My kids mm-hmm. still have trouble getting onto their Zoom classes. Um, they're, uh, the, the rest of the horses need something in the barn. My, you know, it's, so there's other factors that aren't just show related now. Mm-hmm. So um, it, is, it is a little bit maybe of a, of a con uh, in that respect. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I... I think it's one of the reasons I haven't entered any of the virtual shows. It's not because I'm against them. It's because I was very aware of what I was missing from the show, which was the show experience itself. Mm. And like, I knew I was going to, going to be missing the you know, meeting people like meeting you and visiting and watching, like running up and watching ringside and you know, like all yeah. of that fun stuff that you do. And you know, what's interesting though, is I just, came back from three weeks of driving up to Maine and teaching some lessons. And for sure, the thing that I think is going on that is a big benefit is I met a lot of people 
who have been really inspired to show because they can do online showing. So unlike me, who's a little bit like mourning the fact that I'm not going to live shows, there are a number of people that I've met that are super excited that they can participate in shows online. Are you seeing an influx of new people because of the online showing? Oh, Lord, yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's a really great point because it's now available to so many people who couldn't either travel or didn't couldn't didn't have the financial you know backing or or didn't have somebody to travel with or their horse they weren't comfortable taking the horse. I mean, there's so many reasons, um, and I've had a number of people who have said, "I, I want to," and I get to compete at a world level. Like I want to do this, and that's really really nice. Now. Uh, you know, did we all know we were going to be here? Um, no. So uh, there's been various amounts of preparation in different people. And mm-hmm. so that's all going to factor in as well. But I will tell you, I can't believe how great and how positive the feedback has been from judges. Mm. Um Entering the show, and I can't even imagine, I sit and do the videoing or I do the calling, and then I watch some of the videos after, and I think to myself, how in the world can the judge judge this? I mean, they have got to be mirroring it onto a big screen and really looking at it um, and, and trying their best to determine what's going on because they're missing the show environment too. Mm-hmm. But the feedback and the... Uh, results and the scorecards and the the um, comments have all been super super helpful. And judges are giving not only uh, positive comments, but they're also giving you know constructive comments that can be worked on. So that has not diminished at all. That's that's been extremely, and it's going to be very very time consuming for them. But that's been extremely helpful along the way. Um, so I, I kudos to the to the the show staff for putting it together and the judges along the way. I can't imagine, meanwhile, what WDAA is going through right now with the number of entries that they seem to be getting um, for this world show, and it's got to be a bit daunting. Yes, it, I'm I'm sure it is. I am I'm I'm glad you brought that up because again, I'm relatively new to the dressage side of the world. And so I'm not used to getting the feedback. And when I, when you just said that, it reminded me that that was immediately my favorite part, mm-hmm. the level of feedback that you get when you get your test back. What is just still, I try to explain it to people who have not ridden in any type of dressage test. And then when I get them to do it once, they're like, wow, look at all the detail on what I can work on. And it's very inspiring. So that yes. is a great thing to bring up. I, I very much agree with that. And I have not been in the dressage world long either. Um, you know, so, so that is still a relatively new concept for me as well. But uh, it is such an objective way of judging and, and where your remarks and where your, your different line items are broken out. You can really learn about your riding and your, your communication with your horse and where your, um, you know, where your strengths and weaknesses lie. And that still seems to be available in the virtual world. And that's really what I'm seeing is that has not changed. That virtual, the virtual showing is aligned with the live showing um, in that aspect. So, 
Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to share your information. And if anyone wants to find you online, where would they find you? Oh, oh, oh. So, um, uh, you know, this is just terrible because if you go to my Facebook page, I mean, my uh, website, it's it's a lovely website, but it is about three years outdated. Uh, so I guess the best way to find me at this point is Facebook. I do a lot. I use mostly my Facebook page as my as my avenue to show what we're doing. And so I do have a Whit Acres Farm Facebook but in addition to that, I put most of my information on my own personal Kristen Whitaker Facebook page, um, including clinics and lessons and, you know, all of this information about the virtual showing. Um, and it's really been a great, it's a been a great uh, concept for me to be able to use. That's awesome. Well, I will definitely put links in the show notes to the Facebook pages that you just mentioned so anybody can find you. And thank you. I definitely look forward to seeing you at a real live horse show. A real in the live future. horse show. Yeah, <laughs> real live. And I, you know what? I, I, and I'll tell you, and I'll, you can close it with it because you were there um, last year. What I missed the most is W that WDAA World Show was unlike most shows in my experience in my previous um, experience as a competitor. And I, like I said, I am a diehard competitor. I love it, but. There's something so supportive about that atmosphere there. Um, mm. And the competitors, the show staff, the friends, it's just an unbelievably supportive environment. Um, I find it very, very positive. And so I'm missing that this year. And like you said, you're missing the social aspect of that. Um, but I, I hopefully, hopefully we'll get back there. I mean, the virtual show has been good, but I'm looking to get back there. So me too. Me too. Well, thanks again. You bet. Well, Total Saddle Fit has the cinch that you've been looking for for your Western dressage saddle. The shoulder relief cinch actually changes the position and angle of the billets to prevent the saddle tree from interfering with the shoulder. The center of the cinch is set forward to sit in the horse's natural girth groove, while the sides of the cinch are cut back to meet the billets two inches behind where the horse's natural girth groove lies. This brings the latigos from angling forward to becoming perpendicular to the ground, which reduces the saddle's tendency to be pulled forward into the shoulders. With horses that have shoulder interference without angled billets, it simply moves the billets back to keep the saddle further away from the shoulders. The secondary benefit is to this shape is the cutback at the elbows. This gives more room for elbow movement as well and prevents galls in the elbow area. You can find the shoulder relief cinch at totalsaddlefit.com. That's totalsaddlefit.com. Thanks again to Diney Swanson, Kristen Whitaker, and Patty Carter for joining me on today's show. If you're interested in hearing more from me, I have a podcast. You can find it on your podcast player by searching Stacy Westfall Horse Podcast. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search for Dressage Radio Show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. 